0: Timmy and I, Drew Amenda, with you here in the Green Zone on this Friday. Coming up, we will get to wild card weekend, super wild card weekend in the National Football League, six games. And that storm a brewing in Buffalo. I, I, One to three feet of snow expected over 48 hours. The governor potentially is going to declare a state of emergency in Western New York. So. Yeah, it could be, uh, could be interesting uh, between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills uh, on Sunday on Wild Card Weekend. But right now we're going to talk about two and about one of the hottest teams in hockey, the Edmonton Oilers, nine straight. Uh, their franchise record is nine. Uh, going for ten. Jason Strudwick, Got Your Back podcast, former uh, Edmonton Oiler, uh, joining us here. Uh, Struds, thanks again for joining us on the Green Zone. Everybody on, boys thanks for having me now i will not say happy new year to you apparently what is your hard and fast <laughs> rule on happy new year
1: <laughs> i sound like a grumpy old man with this but i believe there's an expiry date as we can wish each other a happy new year so i i pegged it at five days now i know not everyone would welcome that type of uh, craziness but that's what i've got so i've got we're past it so just hey have a good day thanks a lot guys i'll, I'll move
0: on so, and so it's on the podcast, you actually declined people saying "Happy New Year" to you on the like the seventh of January. Yeah, I don't. I want to be clear. I didn't decline them. I rejected their
1: Happy New Year, <laughs> their, their greetings. I, I said, "I reject your your Happy New Year," uh, and I, I didn't take it. So you All know, right. it was. It, I'm not going to say everyone likes my response, but I've got to be my true self. I got to live my true life, guys. <laughs>
0: Jason Strudwick joining us. That's the worst thing
2: you've ever said in your life. <laughs> I've
1: said a lot of things. If you think that's the no. worst, that's
2: a good <laughs> that, that I've got to be my true self. Doesn't sound like Jason Strudwick to me. That's just so awesome. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Uh, the, uh, the Oilers have clearly turned things around. As I was talking about, points percentage-wise, uh, one, two, three in the NHL since December 1st is Winnipeg, Vancouver, and the Edmonton Oilers. Has anything structurally, technically really changed at Edmonton or just the puck's going in now?
1: Well, first off, let's celebrate three Canadian teams doing what they've done. I think it's a great story, uh, especially when you see surprise from Vancouver and Winnipeg. I think Edmonton expected it. Toronto, I think... You know we can't expect them to be where they are now some of those other teams or maybe they're probably where they should be uh but let's celebrate that now as far as the Edmonton oilers i've been saying for for a long time i think julie you would know this from yep. quite a few years back is that they had to decide they were going to defend harder and the biggest thing was not give up the huge blunders that led to breakaways two-on-ones backdoor tap-ins and I'm not sure what Chris Somblox has done or and Paul Coffey, whether it was a, a change of messaging, um, a different approach. I mean, it not like Jay Woodcroft would have been saying, hey, guys, don't worry about bad pinches. We'll just sort it out on the back end. Well, no, you don't sort it out. But when's the last time we've seen the orders have a really bad pinch that led to an on-man rush? We saw them frequently prior to that. And so a 2-2 game was also a 3-2 game, and then they'd get down on themselves, bang, 4-2, 5-2, see you later. Vegas wins the series. So I think what they've done is they've become a more patient team. Chris has got to be in a more patient team, and they've reduced their goals against and, and you know their, their chance against. The last nine games, by my calculations, which may or may not be right, they've got up <laughs> 16 goals against. 16 goals. That is elite-level defending. I think the goal tends to stabilize because of the play in front of them. So I think the defending as a group, not just a D man, everyone has improved, and that's given them a chance to be competitive in every game.
2: You know my uh, relationship with Jay Woodcroft; um, we're good friends. So I'm not going to yeah. go. I'm not going to go uh, touting that Chris Knobloch should be coach of the year, because I believe in my heart of hearts that Jay would have got this straightened out. That the impatience of the organization, maybe Jeff Jackson was the main culprit there. They didn't give Jay a chance. I believe it would have changed anyway. But what when you, when you look at it, because you're very smart when you analyze the game, and you know I'm a big fan of the way you talk about the game. Structurally, was there really anything that different, or did the players just finally grasp the concept that they're supposed to play away from the puck as well?
1: I think your, your point about Jay's well-made, you know, the team the way they started. You know, the first game against Vancouver, then the second game. And then it just, it just, they couldn't get out of their own way. Yeah. And the energy was going down, 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 spiring down. And I, I, I don't think it was Jay or Dave Manson or either of the problems here. But unfortunately, when a team that is that good is playing that badly, someone's got to go. And I think unfortunately mm-hmm. for Jay, he was a guy. Now I think Jay is going to go on and, and do great things. And I, 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 you know, I think financially it'll actually probably be a good thing for him. Uh, with, with a new contract to to a new team next year. Um, but I, this is what I think, Drew, is I think that the team was so shell shocked. They had the, the coach, the new coach had the 100% ears listening and, um, and desire for these guys to do exactly what he wanted because they were so scared. They're like, we might not make the playoffs. You know, a month earlier, they're talking about, you know, we're, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to be a top team, we, have all, we got together early, and it goes that badly? It, I don't think they had any choice but to 100% buy-in to what the coach was saying. Now, it, it may have happened under Jay, I don't know if it would have been that, like, uh, that quick, because when you get a coaching change, it's a, it's a big slap in the face. Bang, look what we've done, and Jay didn't deserve it. I don't, I don't, I don't think he deserved it at all, but because of that change, it gets the players' attention. And now you start working your way back. And a team that was supposed to be really good is now showing how they can play um, pretty consistently.
2: Let's go, let's go back to that with the coaching change. You've been involved as a player in some coaching changes. What is the feeling in the room when that happens?
1: Well, it depends. Like there's two times. There's some times where you feel the coach maybe isn't um, the right fit for your team and he's, mm-hmm. he's out the door like, okay, um, you know, we feel bad for him and then you kind of, move on. And there's others where in a case like Jay, where you're like, he doesn't deserve it, and you feel really guilty, because you are responsible for, for what's happened. Um, I think it was the second case here, but no matter which one it is, you now have to figure out where you fit in the order of the new coaching. And where, 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 what does this new coach think of me? I know what the old coach think of, thought of me, how he played me or didn't play me, where, where I was in a lineup or wasn't in a lineup. But now the new coach is like, okay, well, he doesn't know you. And Chris Knobloch really knew very few of these guys, obviously knew Connor and, 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 uh, from, from coaching him, but he didn't know everyone. So now you get a fresh set of eyes and an opportunity to kind of reset what this coach believes or what he thinks you can use you for. So a lot of guys are taking advantage of that. Let's look at Warren Fogle, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan McLeod. The two guys are kind of getting going. Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, uh, not that Jay wasn't using them right, but they've kind of used this as a reset for them to get themselves kind of up and running. Uh, even a young player like James Hamlin who's playing on the fourth-line center field. There's not massive minutes, but he's got an opportunity to maybe have a little bit more ice time uh, and, and more games. So it's a reset for those players to figure out where do I fit in and a chance to get going under a new regime and be a part of, of what he's trying to accomplish.
0: Jason Strudwick joining us. Uh, Oilers analyst for Got Your Back podcast with Ryan Rashog. Jason Strudwick uh, it was where you can find their stuff. Okay, Uh, William Nylander, $11.5 million contract extension. Uh, Next up, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, this (laughs) offseason can renegotiate uh, a deal. Drew and I, uh, I think everybody who's anybody who watches salaries think is the biggest bargain in the National Hockey League right now for Leon Dreisaitl.
2: I was so wrong about that contract. (laughs) So wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah where, I did not want to bring that up. I remember you talking
0: about it. Um, yeah. where, does, where does the number fall for Leon Dreisaitl?
1: Well, I mean, he is such a, a great player, such a competitor, um, huge body, skilled. Um, you know, he just he just can he help, help the game and or touch the game in so many ways. It is going to be really interesting how it goes because he's a center, and I think that's different than a winger. Um, a big center with skill, and when he puts his mind to it, he can play up against anyone and and make their life very uncomfortable. And we've seen him do it in in uh, playoffs uh, in the past, not to mention regular season. You know, is that? I mean, you look at some of those contracts. Can can is is he worth the same as Austin Matthews? I think that's yes. where you start. I think thirteen and a half. What is he? Thirteen and a half million. I think yeah, Austin yep. Matthews. Yep. I think that's where you start. I think that's where the starting point is. Um, but if you're the winners... I, you know, it's hard. How do you, do you I don't think you even negotiate. You just go in and say, okay, we want to sign you. You know, what does this look like for you? Um, and then you got Connor on the up the next year. Uh, so I think you start 13.5 for him. And then, I mean, Connor, I, I don't even know where you start with this guy. You <laughs> know, think of the money he makes. So, you know, it's tricky. You look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. What have they got? Four players next year going to be making north of 11 million to 13.5 yep. million. You know, yeah. the Oilers, could they have. I don't know I don't know it's us call it it's 14 million for Leon and then I don't know seventeen, sixteen million for Connor I don't, I don't I'm not sure like that's a huge chunk of your cap but I don't know how you, you can't walk away from those guys because they're such good players if they want to sign if they want to sign I think that's the
0: is there is there, for, there's no is there a question there about if they want to because they want to win they well, want
1: to win well I, I don't I mean John
0: Tavares said he loved being an Islander and he ended up going
1: to Toronto. And I, I think that was actually a mistake by the organization to sign mm-hmm. him to that contract.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but and not the way he's played, but I think just how it made their, their salary cap dysfunctional. Um, but I, 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 looking at, I th- I I would like to think they want to stay, uh, but nothing's done until the paper's done, uh, signed up. Cause they, they talk a lot about not having the job done, finishing the job, getting, getting, winning a Stanley cup together here in Edmonton. Now let's say they win a Stanley cup the next two years. Uh, or does that change things? Uh, it may. It may. You know. It's. But you know. Also, you have to remember, Leon played his junior hockey in Prince Albert. He was drafted by the Oilers. He's familiar with Western Canada. He knows it. Um, and and you know, playing with Connor McDavid is something special. And they're together. Probably the two most special players together on the ice that I can think. There's a lot of good duos, but those two guys, I'm not sure I'd take any duo over those two uh, across the league today. Uh,
0: well, Jason, uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for your time, and of course. Uh We know the Edmonton media landscape is a morning to uh, legends and John Short and Robin Brownlee. I know uh, Robin worked uh, a lot with uh, some of the broadcast teams you've been on, so uh, condolences yeah. to everybody in Edmonton.
1: yeah, thank you know he they're both terrific guys and it was a real heavy day yesterday for the sports community in Edmonton and I really appreciate it. I'll pass it along because they were they were great guys. I know somewhere Robin Brownley's yelling. At me about my grammar and the way I spell, and I used to give it to me all the time. Yeah. So, uh, Robin, I'll miss you for that, big guy. <laughs>
0: uh, Jason, take care. Have a good radio. Have a good weekend.
1: Yeah. And thank you for uh, respecting my wishes. I'm not uh, wishing me happy New Year. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> nor nor will I Thanks. say cheers either to you, Jason. Nor will no, I, I have... say cheers.
1: Jeez. If we're having a drink, that's appropriate. Don't even get me started. Next time we'll talk. about <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I can't wait to see you in April. I cannot wait to see you in April.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, guys. Talk to you soon. That is Jason Strudwick <laughs> uh,
0: from uh, "Got Your Back" podcast with Ryan Shog. He, hey.
2: he is such a great guy. Like he really—that's that—is him right there. You heard him, but he but he does have. He's got more quirks than I do. That's why I I love him so much. uh,
0: There's another very endearing thing for Jason Strudwick. You know what CFL team he cheers for, right?
2: Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yes,
0: he does. He cheers for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yep. Uh, But uh, we thank him for his time. Good dude. More to come, including Drew Remenda's Mount Rushmore of big men and WWE next on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. Jamie and I, Drew Remenda with you here on the Green Zone. We thank Jason Strudwick. All-around good guy uh, here on the Green good Zone. Uh, before we get to the one-minute drill, uh, this was all the talk of the Green Zone Lounge earlier, and okay. uh, our guest from New England also weighed in on the uh, Mount Rushmore of big men in WWE-WWF history. Uh, Drew Romendi, uh, you have uh, 30 seconds for your on, number top okay. four.
2: Honorable mention to Mark Henry as number five, but number one, obviously, Andre the Giant. Number two, The Undertaker. Number three, Kane. Number four, The Big Show. Huh. Okay. Okay.
0: No Yokozuna on there, right? Yeah, he he would be
2: he would be behind Mark Henry and my.
0: Bam Bam Bigelow was uh, somebody else. Bam Bam
2: Big Boss Man, Vader. But those are my my four or my four.
0: I I liked Earthquake too back in the day.
2: (laughs) There's a one from a throwback way back in the day.
0: Jamie, Nigel, Amanda, with you here on the Green Zone on this uh, Friday, as we've already announced, Colton's playing for the Green Zone Tic Tac Twenty contest uh, from uh, Carrot River, uh, fourteen hundred dollars. But did you see what happened last night, Drew? Uh, someone, yeah. someone, did score in the first twenty seconds. But it's Thursday. You need someone to score in the first twenty seconds on a Saturday. Last weekend it was twenty one seconds when Braden Point scored. Didn't get our contestant. The win, but maybe it'll happen this weekend. All 32 teams on the ice tomorrow in the NHL 16 games, and we'll see. Your best chance. Yeah,
2: your best chance to win.
0: Most games you'll ever see in the NHL in one game, or in one day, was 16 uh, total. Of course, uh, coming up here on the Green Zone, football at four with Britton Gray. We'll talk a little bit Canadian Football League. This is uh, Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press. Uh, saying it sounds like the Bombers are negotiating with Chris Streveler to return potentially to Winnipeg as they move on from Drew Brown, the backup quarterback, and where he could land up, most likely Ottawa. But I think if he gets to the negotiating window, the Saskatchewan Roughriders should make a play uh, for Drew Brown of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So we'll talk a little bit about that, plus preview the super wild card weekend that begins tomorrow. But first... A debate. Uh, Let's get ready to run by.
1: Going head to head.
0: Well, guys, five minutes each for Spidey.
1: Whose side
0: are you on? This is Face Off. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Well, yesterday's news. Uh, Bill Belichick, out in New England, mutually agreed to part ways, and as Robert Kraft put it, amicably. Although our guest from Boston earlier uh, said, come on now. Uh, There is no amicably about it uh, when it came to Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick over the uh, last couple of years. But the debate has been asked over and over. Who is the greatest coach in football history? Six Super Bowl champions... Bill Belichick, he's actually won eight. You remember he won two as an assistant. Assistant. Um, So, is Bill the greatest coach in NFL history? We asked Barry Wilner this yesterday, and he said Paul Brown. Paul Brown, the great Paul Brown, Uh, of course, from way back, who said he did more for football than anybody else. Uh, When you look at, you know, pre-merger all that stuff for Paul Brown. The other name that comes up is, of course, Don Shula. He has the most wins ever. He's got two Super Bowls, one back to back Super Bowls with Miami and Don Shula over their careers. Bill Belichick, Don Shula, head to head. Don Shula career winning percentage is six six five. Bill Belichick, six five two. That includes regular season and postseason uh, combined records. So Don Shula has a better winning percentage Although of course he's got four less Super Bowls as a head coach than Bill Belichick, so Drew is Bill number one. Is he the goat of coaches in NFL history?
2: This on Shula as well. He had Dan Marino and didn't win a title.
0: But he won. So he won titles without Dan Marino. Without Dan, yeah, yeah.
2: But anyway, if you have the great quarterback like Dan Marino, should have won a title. But unfortunately, you the guy like Joe Montana against you, you're not gonna. Um, six Super Bowls, nine conference titles, number two all-time career wins, seven oh five postseason winning percentage, nineteen consecutive winning seasons, seventeen straight playoff seasons, seventeen division titles. Uh, and again, did I mention six Super Bowls? Yeah. Now, no coach is perfect, so the end is the end is never usually good for any coach, but just based on that alone, and you're you're paid to win, and we judge people on championships. I don't know how you could argue that Bill Belichick is not the greatest coach of all time.
0: one 877 i have been open and honest on this. The reputation of Bill as a head coach, I think, takes a knock because when Tom leaves, the losses mount, and he finishes with four losses in a season. Um, the worst ever. Uh, Don Shula's worst record as a head coach, I believe was six and 10 Uh, rarely ever below 500 in a season. I think he had two seasons below 500 in his career as a head coach uh, from 1976. And then again in 1988 when he had a six and 10 record. And so with a lot of, yes, he had Dan Marino for a lot of those years and lost a lot of playoff games uh, as they came close, losing to the Super lose, How many times the Super Bowls did he lose? Three, four, five, or four Super Bowls uh, he lost, did Don Shula. And it, it's interesting. It was, Sorry.
2: No, I was going to say, was it Marv Levy who, who lost four as well with Buffalo?
0: Yes. Yeah. Four straight. Yeah. Now, when you look at other head coaches that would be in the debate, Uh, Chuck Knoll won four Super Bowls Mm -hmm. with the Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. Steelers. Uh, Mm -hmm. He is the next man up. Bill Walsh with the 49ers won three Super Bowls, as did Joe Gibbs. Uh, So those are some other contenders. Is it Bill? How about Vince? Vince Lombardi. He's got the darn trophy trophy after after him uh, with two titles uh, with the Green Bay Packers. For first super bowl championships and of course we're yep. looking at the super bowl era uh, when we look not just uh, N- like NFL championships before that that's where Paul Brown comes into the b- the debate on yep. uh, those types of championships in football.
2: Barry Barry yesterday made a really good case for him because of the two different leagues one in both leagues one at a time where the NFL where the the league, the, foot, the game itself was changing in a new a, a new city and all kinds of things when it comes to to uh, Paul Brown, the but we're talking here about the best of the absolute best. I, mean, you, I don't think you could come in with a name and be wrong if you're picking from the class that we're talking about. But I, to me, we and I don't know if it's fair or not, but we judge coaches on championships. That's how we ju- well, we judge everybody on championships nowadays. Who's the greatest NHL coach of all time? Scotty, yeah, because he won more championships than anybody else. And everybody says, "Why well, anybody could have won with those teams?" Well, they didn't, though. He did.
0: He was the greatest basketball coach of all time, I think. How many does Phil Jackson got? Eleven yet? Phil, He's got at least ten.
2: Yeah, Phil's Phil's the greatest. Yep. Yeah.
0: But he had Michael Jordan, and he had yeah,
2: and he, and he won with him. Kobe I mean, that's, and
0: Shaq, yeah. and yeah, and he won uh, yeah. with those star players.
2: So. So I, I, I don't. If, if we're judging strictly on championships, and and I do, whether it's fair or not, that's why I'm going Bill.
0: One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five is Bill number one. Is it easy? Is it just default? Of course he is. Or has the last couple shine of years. come off of Bill Belichick? Well, we, well that's true. That's because true. of Tom.
2: That is true. The shine has come off, not even because of Tom, but because of this the record of the last.
0: The last three years, uh, three years, four years, even like that—that's yeah. where you look at Don Shula's consistency. And I know Bill has had a lot of consistency too. But you know, two losing seasons in all those years of Don Shula, and there was always there were contenders. It, and the last three years, and before Tom, it was like, mm, "What's going on?" Yeah, remember Cleveland?
2: Yeah, but the, once he took over New England, that's like we're judging him on New England. We're not judging him on Cleveland.
0: That's part of his coaching record.
2: Okay. Well, I would actually put Bill Walsh ahead of Don Shula. I would. And that's probably more a sentimental thing for me because I met Mr. Walsh. But um, Bill Walsh would be ahead of Don Shula for me.
0: Well, you know who has the best winning percentage of all time in NFL coaching uh, history, right?
2: No. I don't.
0: It's John Madden. He's got out over seven hundred winning percentage exactly. as exactly. Uh, head coach in the yeah in the National Football League.
2: You throw him in there, but for he didn't sure.
0: coach as long as these guys, right? So, right, uh, he took over and went into okay. broadcasting and everything else and made a legend somewhere else outside of the sideline. But winning percentage wise, uh, what, John Madden, best
2: contract ever signed in the wor- in the history of the world, with the exception of Michael Jordan and Nike, is John Madden and uh, it EA Sports. EA Sports, yeah. He's still he's still getting money. You know that his wife his wife still gets money
0: for his video games. As she should. It's still called yeah. Madden. So yeah. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Who you got is the greatest coach of them all? Is it Bill? This is nine eighty CJME and six fifty CKOM. Jimmy, mean, I drew Amanda with you here on the green zone. Darby wanted to hear a little, uh margarita, so. uh, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, I was uh, pondering earlier in the show. Uh, we should uh, play. This is, this is one we should play hot songs. Just get us in the right mindset. Get us away from the minus 40 windshield thought process. Just, I don't know. Can music warm you up? I think so. Play some hot, hot, hot or something like that. <laughs> the, uh,
2: the thing that every radio station does in the cross the planet when it's a warm day outside, hot, 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 hot in the city.
0: Um Mongo Jerry, you gotta in the summertime. Uh, you gotta play that in the one.
2: Summertime, yeah, they play that one.
0: Uh, you, cold, sorry.
2: cold music. Like, what are you gonna play for? What are well, you playing now when it's minus fifty?
0: Uh,
2: baby, it's cold outside. Uh, no,
0: mm, maybe. Cold. Uh, cold Bob harder. Marley. Bob Marley coming in from the cold. That, that could, that could work, for a cold song.
2: What's that for? Leaving
0: on a jet plane might also be appropriate. Yeah,
2: where, where you go, where you make sure you go south. Don't <laughs> don't go east. Whatever you do.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, we're talking great coaches. Bill Belichick. Jeff raises a question: Do the cheating allegations against Belichick affect at all where he stands in the conversation as greatest coaches of all time? Because of course, Spygate, Dufflate Gate. Uh, when it comes to uh, Bill (laughs) Belichick.
2: Stop with the gate stuff. Um, Not for me, it doesn't, because uh, I have a questionable moral compass. Other than that, though, if Bill really got, or the, the Patriots really got a competitive edge that the media made it out to be, the other coaches and owners in the league would have been screaming from every podium there was, and they didn't. So,
0: no. I I think when, when Bill uh, and, you know, Chris Jones, when he got fined for the pre-practice squad, um, he kind of hinted at it. When Bill gets Spygate and that starts, you go, who else was doing it? And, like, Bill just didn't yeah. come up with this. Yeah. As yeah, we've noticed with time. Michigan Wolverines as well, uh, they got caught. It's <laughs> as unfortunately as the uh, saying goes if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Bill Belichick, and he's not done yet. He's going to coach again. Um, the uh, guest we had earlier from uh, Boston, uh, radio host Joe Murray says a gr- great fit for him is Atlanta.
2: Really? Well, you got a deep pockets owner. You got, you got an owner. that's kind of the same as Mr. Kraft wants his team to get on the rise.
0: I think Bill he, Bill wants to go to I think it's the Dallas. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, he wants I to go to a team that's good that yeah. he doesn't have to rebuild because yeah. he's not going to put but. a lot of time in. I don't think like what's he got to coach another two three years? That's why it's give me a winner, not the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Yeah.
2: Let me get to you over. I'll be the guy to get you over the hump,
0: Desmond yeah. Ritter. Like, yay yeah, you don't have anything there on uh, the quarterback of Atlanta. Uh, but uh, coming up, football at four. We're going to preview Wild Card Weekend. Uh, we're going to make our picks because Drew loves making predictions here on the Green Zone on who's going to win on Wild Card Weekend, and will any of these games uh, that are outdoors, like in Kansas City and get Buffalo, played. actually get played uh, this weekend because of some of the weather warnings? It is insane to see the weather, the weather statement from Buffalo and the Lake Erie area. A heavy lake affects snow and very strong winds expected. Total snow accumulations of one to three feet in the most persistent lakes. One to three feet.
2: But also, but also you get the lake effects where the wind comes off the lake and blows more snow in there. They think it could be one to three uh, inches per
0: hour. Wind gusts as high as 65 miles per hour. Impact travel will be very difficult to impossible, says the weather statement in Buffalo. Widespread blowing snow will significantly reduce visibility. Very strong winds could cause extensive tree damage and make power outage bringing on power lines. But, hey, let's play some football on Sunday uh, with the uh, Bills and the Steelers. So-